All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Zach Hill, and you're watching Nasty Knuckles. Listening to Nasty Knuckles, the Hockey Outlaws Podcast, with your hosts, Terry Nasty Sutemeyer and former Philadelphia Flyer Enforcer Riley Cote, as they go behind the scenes with your favorite NHL players. Time to face off. All right, welcome back. What's happening, Nasty? What's up, Ring Aurelia? What are you saying, man? Big trade, eh? Big Kyrie Irving to Dallas. Huge trade. Huge trade. <laughs> <laughs> what are the stars going to do with this guy? It's crazy. Uh, Tyrus Jersey? Yeah, <laughs> they might. They might. He's wearing big hatches, number number two. Oh. Uh, no, um, coming off a great night, I must say, uh, Elvis... Got to play last night yeah, between uh, periods. Um, he ended up getting mine of the night. They He ended up with three shots. It was the only thing that really happened because the kids are, you know, going back and forth and they didn't really get any shots on the other net and he got lucky enough to get three and he stopped them. So uh, yeah. he was he was super pumped. It was cool to watch him. Yeah. He was so excited. Might of the night. Might of the oh, night. Man. He, he screamed it proud. loud. Proud, proud pop moment. <laughs> yeah, I was just happy for him more than anything. Course, he, yeah. was, he, was, uh, he was pretty fired up. Yeah. But, uh, it's one it of those was, things that he'll never forget. He'll never forget it. And all the, all the kids on the team, Venom Hockey, everybody involved, it was it was a good night. Yeah. So I got to sit down there for two periods because he yeah, did first and second. Yeah. So I literally saw live about 
one minute of the game. Yeah. Because I was I was doing this pod today. I kind of had to shuffle around. And I'm like, I better go get prepared for our man, yeah, Zach really. Hill. Yeah, yeah. Although prepping. I probably could have done it without prepping with this guy. He's unbelievable. But, uh, yeah, it was a good night anyway. I was proud of Elvis. So, yeah. It was a lot of fun. Exciting. Yeah. It's big were, time. Were you, were, were you at the game? I was not at the game. Oh, okay. No, I bowed oh, out of that one. There's too much going on to ask. I know, know. I know. A lot going on. Um, boys dropped the game 2-1. I would like to say I saw a lot of it. I I, I did see it on the TV down below, but uh, it was tough to get a read on it. Um, a little bit of a snoozer. Yeah, yeah I mean, it kind of seemed like that, yeah, uh, from what I saw. But I um, was hoping they get a win there coming off the break, yeah, no, you know. Nice, yeah. um, but uh, get back at it on Thursday. So yeah, we'll see that's all you happens. can do. The All-Star game. Yeah. Over the weekend. I know you're a huge fan of the All-Star weekend. Oh, yeah, I was locked and loaded. You were locked not and loaded. Not on the All-Star game. No, not on that. No. Um, I don't know, man. I'm, it's starting to get to where it's tough to watch. I mean, they're trying a lot of new things, you know, like, and I guess you kind of have to. Yeah. Um, but. A little bit of marketing. It's just, I don't know, man. It's like, I don't know what you could do, really, to make it. Um, I mean, it's cool watching the guys do skills and stuff, but I mean, I, I like the the accuracy shot. Accuracy, easy for me to say, accuracy shot. Um, McDavid went eight for eight, yeah. but lost. Yeah. Huh? Nelson did it in quicker time, yeah, and I don't think right. he did eight for eight, if I'm right, baller, right? Like, he did do eight for eight? No, he didn't. Yeah, he missed, but he did it quicker. So, Connor McDavid goes out there and knocks him, you know, no big deal. <laughs> and eight shots, eight targets. Um the surfboard thing was Debo's favorite. Yeah. He shot pucks at, for a dunk tank. Probably hit um, those surfboards, though, I think. I mean, first of all, they were saying it was pretty hot down there. I, I guess going from anywhere around here down to there at 80-something degrees. But uh, yeah. I don't know. It was just kind of... Mm. Do you think they could add a new challenge in the skills? Like, is there... What? Man, no, goalie like, shooting at the far end, which I don't really mind. That's kind of cool. But it was the way they did it if the goalie hit hit the board they had the little puck slot if you make it then it's a three on oh yeah well i mean but then they're going in halfway half ass you know it's like i don't know i just how about grunt work in the corners cut back they, they, you know <laughs> i think they talked about that. <laughs> they, talked about that. <laughs> they talked about it but it just didn't seem to be something thick who could work the hardest in the corner? Because most of those guys probably aren't in the corners that are at the All Star game. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, yeah, now it was. Um, I wa- Elvis loves it, so you know, watch course, it with yeah. him um, about five times. Yeah, <laughs> it was tough once, but five. Um, to be honest, and uh, then the game is just. I don't. I. I really liked that three on three at first. Yeah. But I just I know the guys are there. They're probably hung over oh, as hell definitely. the next day. Yeah. And because uh, I was there uh, a few years ago. Yes. Um, a lot of guys hung over, and a lot of guys just want to get off, oh, get course. off the ice and and get home. And you know you can't bl- really blame them. It's it's their break, but um, just the games. It's like maybe near the end it kind of picks up if it's close. I yeah. don't know. It's just. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. It is it's tough because, again, like you said, like, guys, yeah, it's an honor to be there, of course, but they probably would enjoy an actual break, right? I mean, yeah, even though it is technically sure. a break, I mean, yeah. you're, you're, you're pulled here, you're pulled there, media, parties, this and that. Drinking definitely doesn't help with recovery and rest, I mean, as we know. Well, let's not be a Debbie Downer. Well, <laughs> but, uh, 
Yeah, so it's it's tough for it's it's probably tough to like fully engage, but nonetheless, it's it is a special it is a special event and yeah, um, exciting to be a part of. Yeah, it sure. was, I enjoyed it. That's for sure. Yeah, but I didn't have to play. I just partied. Yeah, you partied. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. You I showed did. up. I did show up. Yeah, I did show up. It was a lot of fun, but you could see the grind. Like, oh, yeah. it, it's a lot of work. It's not just oh, we're going and we do these two things. Yeah, exactly. It's constant. It's they, constant. They have an itinerary of what mm-hmm. they have to do, and um, they're good about it. Yeah. You know, it's it it is fun, especially for the fans and the kids. So for sure, um, you know, that's about it. That's all I got on that. That's it. But uh wanted to talk real quick about uh, Jacob Truba. Oh, God. Old the freight time train. hockey. Man, first of all, two clean hits. Last night, one of the best games of the year, I think. Uh, Rangers in Calgary in New York there. Uh, Rangers won in overtime. Um, but, dude, do you Textbook. not know Truba's on the ice? Apparently not. Like Dave Pullen talked about this a couple weeks ago. about, And Kadri's not a kid. Dubé's not a kid. But... Boys, Kadri looks right at him when he's cutting. He, he, he looks opening. up. Oh my opening. Yeah. <laughs> to get Cat crushed. Over, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And then and then like I'll get your thoughts on it because you know, you're a fucking enforcer, tough guy. Like then he's got a fight because he had a clean hits. And then you see it happen all the time now. Yeah. I love fights. Yeah. Obviously, love fighting. Um, love the Tillies, but and Truba welcomed it. He, you know, he had no, totally. he had zero issues uh, answering the bell. But like, holy fuck, boys, keep your head up. Yeah, like, no, what are you doing? Well, I hear you fully. I mean, it's the onus is on the player carrying the puck to keep your head up, obviously. And even if it's a clean hit, you know, we see this over and over and over again, where you know, nice big clean hit, and, and it results in a fight. I got, I got no problem with it. I know a lot of people that do have a problem with it, but like when you blow someone up like that, your natural instinct is to go and defend your, your teammate. Yep. I mean, Kadri's helmet's flying up <laughs> ten feet in the air. It, at the moment, you don't know necessarily how clean it is. That's a you, good point you're just too. responding yeah. to the outcome. Happens quick. It happens quickly, and clean or not clean, you never want to see your your, your teammate. Right, get run over. You know what I mean? It's like just a response to the you know to to the action. So, yeah, um, I have no problem with it. I mean, it's I think it's good for the game. I think it's uh, it's good team morale. I mean, it's it's just it's just you know what you expect. Almost, right, you know, um, especially when they're blown up like that, like wide yeah. open ice, and like you know, again, there's a big you know dramatic scene there. But uh, I like it, man. Yeah, you said like true, but like you got to know this guy's on the ice. I mean, he's. He's a predator, man, he and he what a hitter! He like, throws he's so, his whole oh body. He's a big man. Yeah, he's a big man, and and, and and quick. How quickly he is able to turn his feet, yeah, and, and actually throw his body weight into a guy um, is actually pretty really impressive as a yeah. team man like that. So, in the modern game, so I I like it. It is old time hockey. Did um, he hit that much in in Winnipeg? Was I he? was thinking that before we hopped on here. I don't remember seeing this many clips. I mean, Since he's with the Rangers, maybe it's just it's because weekly like, yeah, almost, it's, you like, know, he's, he's getting the highlights hit. for sure. And it probably comes with time too, you know, younger guy when he's in the peg True. and you get more confidence, you're stepping up more, you know how it is. It's uh, and you know his strength is obviously there. And, yeah. Um, but nice to see. Yeah. Nice I to mean, see that. Uh, and it's also nice to see the arm not go up from official just yeah, because right. he got hit yeah. so hard. Yeah. Just, you know, because yeah, sometimes I feel calling like calling the the outcome. Right like you said, it happened quick. Maybe you missed a half second of it. Don't know if he got the head or whatever. But uh, man, Oof. yeah, you gotta you're on the train tracks there, man. You're coming in. That guy's on the ice. You gotta be aware. You gotta be very aware. Yeah, it was nice to see it. It's definitely, uh, 
it brings an excitement to the game, right? Sure. I mean, both teams are fully engaged. You know, it increases the energy and yeah, and it was um, like the I awareness. Said, it was a hell of a game yep. too. It was back and forth and really good game. Yeah, so. I'd like to see more of that. Yep, for sure. Be teams nice. It was note. like a playoff type. Yeah, you know, maybe not that many goals are usually scored in playoffs, but it was yep. it was a really really good game. Yep, I agree. And that's we're on the road next week. Road trip. You know where we're going, <laughs> Seattle. We're coming there first. Yep. See our boy Hack, like I've said about 50 times. Yep. But uh, fans it's of Philly, happening. it's on next Wednesday. We're taking off. Can't Gotta, wait. You'll probably have already done yoga by the time we get on that 6 a.m. flight. Yeah, of course. Um, got to limber up before we sit got, for how oh, many hours. God, I didn't think about that. Maybe I should come join your class. You should probably morning. do something. Yeah, maybe do I should. Home. You don't have to go nowhere. Um, but, yeah, I cannot wait. So excited. Never been to Seattle. But more excited to be with fans of Philly, our boy Joe DiBiagio. Like, this guy's a legend. Yes, Can't wait is. to go with this man. He's got a baby on the way, by the way. Oh, I did not know yes, that. Congrats, he does. Joe. Yes, Big he time. does. How's he going to um, sneak away? He's just, he's got to go. <laughs> like, he's got to go. He's, he, all I'm he's sure talked, she'll be going too, Paige, talk, yeah. yeah, Paige. I don't know if she's going on this trip, though, okay, right. Paige. But um, we're happy for them. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats. Um, but he's, like, so wound up about this Roxy. That's why he keeps taxing me. So he's he's fired up for Vancouver. Roxy Canucks. Yes, yes. And uh, I know you've got that all set up. We've we got the best table in the place. Of course, Nas. You, you know did that. right. You, you made I got that call. It. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, but can't wait, man. Uh, just really excited, especially because I haven't been to Seattle. Yeah. So I'm I kind know. of excited too. It's cool to see that. I had some couple people tell me about a couple places we we need to go see in Seattle and. Uh, We'll have, we'll have it all on video. Yeah. But uh, fans of Philly, the best travel agency there is with sports, and we're doing it. We're doing it, Nass. Can't wait. Can't wait. And we're ready to rock. Episode 105? 105. With our boy. The living legend. Zach Hill. This episode was brought to you by... Cureleaf. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Google Cureleaf PA. Stop by one of their 18 locations across the Commonwealth or visit cureleaf.com forward slash locations. Nasty, let's go. Let's go. Welcome back. I'm Riley Cote. And I'm Derek Settlemeyer. And this week, we have an absolute legend. And that is not an exaggeration. The Senior Director of Communications for the Flyers for the last 30 years come June. The man, the myth, the legend. And that is true. Zach Hill in the building. Zach, what's up, brother? Great place you got here, guys. Man, this is... This is awesome. This is like a little mini museum. Sharp, <laughs> sharp, very sharp. Thank you, brother. But, but thanks for having me, guys. Oh, yeah, dude, exactly. are you kidding me, man? Thanks. We've been waiting for this. Eh? Yeah. We, you, you, you're like, I know you're big time, Zach. Not but, a, no, 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 no. I know you're big time, uh, but we we were we've waited patiently, and we would have kept waiting for you, man. Seriously, one of the best people I've ever met in hockey, and that's a true story. Uh, I was fortunate enough to work with Zach for 26 long years, yeah. long, long time. Um, and your dad and and yeah, yeah and my dad and uh i remember one of my first days uh in philly um <clears throat> when i just came back from florida i had my first season in florida and you and i took a ride down to maryland 
they're like, hey, you're going to ride with Zach. And I'm like, I felt bad. Like, he's going to drive me to Maryland for a <laughs> preseason game. Uh, we went down there. We talked about Dylan Fence. Yes, we did. And yes, so absolutely. Just we did. a lot of stuff got to know him. And he, you're just not going to meet a better person, man. Yeah. You also true. showed me highlights of your college career basketball. You got a little temperament. You got a little angry on the side. You threw a water ball. And oh, then, hey, my got the, God. That was right. <laughs> no. Yeah, I did. My dad gave me shit about that, too. The clips I forgot the about that. Yeah. I did. Well, that's when you can you, – that's how old we are. You can – we watch the VHS tape. Yeah. yeah. And we won't bring up any other VHS tapes that we watched about my basketball career. I <laughs> did bring that in the car. We didn't have uh, it in the car. I showed him later. It was at his house. Uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. We did a New lot technology. together. He was at my birthday parties, man. We had yeah. we had so much fun. But, um, dude, tell us how it all started, man. Well, it actually didn't start with the Flyers. It started with the 76ers. I was uh, give it, try to give you the whole thing in a minute, but I uh, I was working on my master's degree at West Virginia University in sports administration, and I was 12 credit hours short of getting my master's degree, and I needed to take a, a six-credit internship. And so I uh, I was living in an efficiency apartment. It was about the same size as this right here. And this big studio? Yep. <laughs> and I sent, uh, I started just, I started typing out 100 letters, football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. I sent all these letters saying that I just need an internship, you know, no pay or anything like that. I just need six credit hours. And uh, I started getting all these re rejection letters back, and I got three positive letters back, ones for the San Antonio Spurs, L.A. Dodgers, and the Philadelphia 76ers. I looked on a map, and the Sixers was, uh, it, they were, a, what, a six-and-a-half-hour drive from uh, Morgantown. And uh, they said, we'll interview you for an internship. And I said, well, when can I come out for the uh, come out for the internship or interview? And they said, well, when do you want to come out? I said, I'll leave tomorrow morning. So I was there the next day. They hired me on the spot. And uh, so I had to go back to West Virginia, pack my bags, and then I moved to Philadelphia. And uh, I realized that as an intern, and this is for anybody that, that, that's taking an internship in any field, that you have to become the best salesperson on the planet. And I'll tell you right now, you're selling one product. You're selling yourself because you've got to impress the brass if you want to land a job. And, uh, and I could tell you a quick story. And one of the things that helped me get my job is I was interning with the 76ers, and there was a huge snowstorm. It was about uh, 10 inches overnight. It was like 10 inches. And I get up in the morning. I go out and shovel the snow, shovel the driveway, shovel the snow off the windshield. Get on 95, and I finally make it to, uh, to the Veterans Stadium. At the time, that's when the 76ers officer was located, Veterans Stadium, which has oh, since been torn down. And I get in there, and there's one car in the parking lot. And I'm thinking, what? I, they must have canceled work, but I'll, I'll knock on a door anyway. So I get out of the car and I pounding on the door and a guy comes and answers the door. It was the general manager of the 76ers. And he said, who are you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm an intern with the 76ers. And he invites me in and he says, you know, I, I can't believe that the entire staff doesn't show up for work. Nobody shows up for work except me and an intern. He says, I'll remember that. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, and so when an Who's opportunity... Was it was John Nash. Okay. You know, okay. John Nash? I, yeah, yep. I remember. Yep. And wow. uh, he said, I will remember this. And so 
uh, when there was an opening. Uh, he offered it to me, and I took it. And, and uh, that was in 1987. I was six credit hours shy of master's degree, and here we are in 2023, and I'm six credit hours shy of getting a master's degree. <laughs> right. So I never went back oh, and got it. That's amazing. You know, it was opportunity. You knock, and you know, all you do is you sell yourself, and sell that's yourself. pretty much. So I was there from uh, my internship ended in 1987 with the 76ers. In 1993, I joined the Flyers, and then I've been there ever since. Wow, Long amazing. story. Sorry, guys. No, boring, no, but, no, that's, no, that's amazing. That's it. That's it. No, it is good because substance there. Yeah, exactly. Um, especially for people doing interns, which yeah. internships. Well, I think that, that that the thing you're talking about, like selling yourself and just bringing more value than you're paid for. In that case, you weren't getting paid at all. I wasn't getting paid anything. You're, you're, you're showing up when when no one else when showed no one up. Else shows up. Right, and, and I just and everything. There was thing. there was a, a conference room at Veterans Stadium where the. Uh, the NBA championship trophy was they'd won it, I think, in 82, 83, mm-hmm. right, with Moses and yep. Dr. J. Yep, that's right. And there was that, that's where all the interns were in that room. And there were six interns. And when any, whenever that door opened up, I was like, I'll do it. You know, I didn't care what it was, but I was always, always volunteering uh, because I, again, I was selling myself and I really wanted a job. I didn't want to go back to school. I wanted a job yeah. and I love Philadelphia and I wanted to stay here. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that's what you've always done. Even, even when I was with you three years ago, yeah. like anything, I feel like you did way more than you were supposed to. Um, you're so passionate about your job, and and it was like I, I think we talked before, and it was a like a lot like me as far as like you never felt like it was a real job, you know, <laughs> like. It it, yeah. it was more like you know like it is a job and it's hard sometimes with the hours and but it you know it doesn't seem like a job because it's a lot of fun. It's it's a job, but if you're passionate about your job, it's it's more like it's more like a hobby, right? Like, like I haven't used my alarm clock. I used to have to use it all the time in high school and college, <laughs> but when I moved to Philadelphia, I never used my alarm clock because I enjoyed getting up and going to work. Yeah, and it's been like that for the last thirty years with the, the Flyers. I love coming to work, and it was it it was fun. It was a dream job. Yeah, yeah, no, so I, yeah, I feel that, and like I said, like by far the best PR guy in sports. Like, and I'm not just. Blo- pumping his tires like you can ask anyone and you yeah. know riley well, yeah, you work for, for sure. zach like it's it's just it's out there it's known yeah exactly <laughs> i was gonna say too like i think part of why it wasn't work for you or didn't feel like it was work is like you're just authentic like you're part of your job i mean a good chunk of your job is is just communicating with people and being that's genuine it. and kind and, and, and you do that naturally so that's it well i'm gonna tell a story about riley right now can okay. i oh, yeah. and this is the type of person riley is all right um there is a a man that would always come to practices and he had this scrapbook of photos of everybody who ever employed, was employed by the team, all right? And uh, I was talking to him one day, and, he, and we were talking, and I said, you know, do you have a favorite flyer? And he goes, oh, yeah, by far, just two. And I said, who are they? He said, Riley Cote and Bob Kelly. And uh, so anyway, there was, a, I don't know how much time had passed, but uh, uh, he called me and said, I'm having a birthday party down at uh, Chickie and Pete's, right? And so he said, uh, do you think you can get anybody to come? And I, I called you, Riley. Yeah. And I don't know if you remember this, but we, we, got a, uh, we got a team signed jersey. And I met Riley in the parking lot. And Riley, Riley, Riley had the, uh, the jersey. And we went in and it made, the kid, it made his life. He, just, he still talks about it to this day. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. And then, yes, yeah, yes. Yes, we are. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, a couple of years later, he was in intensive care. He almost passed away. He was in the hospital. 
And you were, I think, with the Phantoms at the time, so you couldn't really come down there and see him. So I called Bob Kelly, the other, the, uh, his other oh. favorite. And so Bob and I went and saw him, and we spent about an hour in the, in the hospital. And it's, it, to me, it's, it's, that is why hockey players are the best. And I'm not just saying that because I was a, a member of the Flyers organization for all this time, but when, when I would open the locker room and, and the media would come in the locker room and I would talk to people from newspapers, magazines, TV, radio, and I would ask them, you know, what are the easiest players to, to deal with? And 100% always said hockey players. Yeah. yeah. They're yeah. just genuine and authentic. And you know what? You're fan friendly. Yeah, and yeah, things like that. When the things like it just it makes my job so much easier when you have the cooperation and trust of the players. Yeah. Well, you know, you had such a cordial relationship with the media, um, and that's not always easy. Like, let's be honest. I'm not going to ask you to call anyone out. Uh, I don't even know off the top of my head, but that that can't be easy sometimes because there's some guys that want to write shit that piss people off and and get a rise out of guys, and and it works. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. but oh, yeah, but the way you handled. Those guys, and you could see every bit of the media always respected you. But the, you know, there's probably some tough times you had. There, there, there have been tough times. But again, if you if you treat people with respect, and you know, there's two sides to every story. And and yeah, I've I've had I've actually had to have one on one interviews with a a player and a media member, and then I'd be there to moderate. And it's much better to do it in privacy. You don't want to you don't want to have a player. Uh, publicly ridicule a media member in the in the locker room where everyone else can see it. So, if there is an issue, you try to separate that from the mass, and then you can have a sit down. And, and normally, if you did that, uh, they work themselves out. Now there are times where you know writers do kind of like uh, are a little critical, and and you know sometimes it's rightfully so, sometimes not. But yeah, it was my job to make things as smooth as possible, and I, I tried to do that to the best of my ability. Yeah, and what is the uh, the angle on that? Because essentially, you're dealing with uh, ego from the media and yep. ego from the player. Yeah, you know, there's some sort of clash there. I mean, you, and I don't I don't feel ego when I you know when I when I communicate with you and, and you know I'm around you. But like, how does that go down when you play mediation? It's it's um, I mean, I've had instances that, like I just mentioned. It's uh, it's more like just being an open communicator and just keeping it if you're if you're always honest with the player and i think this is one of things that i'm proud about is that i think that i've been able to uh promote the players as much as i can uh, without ever putting them in an embarrassing situation if a player doesn't want to do anything and he tells himself then he doesn't have to do it all right but it is important and i think it's the most thing that to be accessible after games and there are times where players wouldn't want to talk after the games whether they made a a bad play or something but you you just have to you know uh, as nice as you can say you know what it's you're 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 here for the fans people want to hear your side of the story so you know just go out and and you know talk about what went wrong what went wrong and uh, and go from there so it's just it's it's really about communication and that's what my title is senior director communications i just wanted to be uh, i wanted to be open with anybody and i hope that over the years that that uh, they got you know they were i was able to get their trust and i do have a couple of stories if you don't want i remember yeah. one it was really it was um, i had been my my two hardest years in my professional 
career was my first year with the 76ers and my in my first year with the Philadelphia Flyers. And I'll tell you why, real simple. Because I came on board and I didn't know anybody. Mm. All right? So when you come on board, you don't know anybody. No one has your back. Yeah. You know, none, right. of the players, none of the players knew me. The coaching staff didn't know me. Uh, when I came with the, the Flyers, the only person who knew me was, uh, well, actually it was Ron Ryan and Mark Piazza. You remember those guys, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. But I didn't, I didn't know anybody. And so that was the, the toughest because you had to build trust. And finally, when I started getting trust, it was, I'll give you a quick story. It was, um, we had just gotten a player, Donald Brashear. Remember Donald yep, Brashear? Donald Brashear is one of the toughest guys in the league, and he, uh, uh, he was French-Canadian. And so his first day there, I come in, and I'm talking to Donald and just inter- introduce myself and, and tell him that I'm here for him. If he needs anything, please let me know. And I could tell it was kind of going in one ear out the other. I wasn't really paying attention. And, and, and as I walked away, Eric Desjardins, who was the, te- the team captain at the time, uh, he came in and uh, – they started speaking French, and I didn't, I don't know French, but I heard Eric Desjardins saying, blah, 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 Zachary, Zachary, and that's what I knew he was talking about. Yeah. <laughs> so Brash gets up and, and leaves the locker room, and I come up to, to Rico, Eric Desjardins, I said, Eric, I don't know French, but I know you guys were, were talking about me because I heard you say Zachary. And he goes, Zach, don't worry about it. I told Donald Bashir, you're one of us, you're very cool. And uh, so, and, and the next day, Brash comes up, hey, Zach, how you doing? So you can, if you have the, if the players have your back, that, that, that bridge of trust is just like that quickly. And I didn't have that the first year with the Sixers in the first year of the Flyers. But when you have players going to bat for you, that trust is really quick. And it's all of a sudden you're in the circle real quick. Yeah, right. Yeah, it gives you for confidence. Sure. And yeah. Obviously yeah. you can extend that. Right. And Brash isn't the easiest guy to gain trust from yeah. anyways. Yeah. You know, nope. to, to, yeah. have to come in there and, and to earn that. But when you have the team captain going yeah, to bat exactly. for you, it then helps. it really helps out a lot. Yeah. That's yeah, oh, sure. a big piece of it for sure. No, and there's no there's no secret to, to why you lasted as long as you did. And it's all these things you're talking about. It's just... Uh, it's just the way you carry yourself, and I heard you. You know, in, in, a, in an article, you said um, PR to you represents patience and respect, and it seems like, you know, yeah. talking to you, dealing yeah. with you, and then the way you, you, you describe Where'd all you this. Did you read that? That's that's good. You yeah. did your homework. Yeah, did homework. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's but it really is true. I mean, I know it stands for public relations, but if you're patient with people and you're respectful of people, um, it really it'll pay dividends at the end. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like I said, I, I'd never seen someone run around and, and do as much as you. I, th- I thought I was busy. Yeah, this guy was know, right, everywhere. Yeah. And then you were, you were busy. And, well, you were busy. Yeah, but so are you. And, and you know, like he's a little more focused than you know. He's very. He, <laughs> I, I don't know how he remembers everything literally because no. like he would have a million things on his plate for a day, and you almost felt bad asking for a favor. You know, and and within three minutes, like if I I don't know what it could be, but it would be done. And you're just like, geez, thanks, Zach. Like. Just unbelievable, like how much. Yeah, I don't know how your your memory's unreal, dude. But I don't think so. I do uh. because you, the the amount of things you had going on a daily basis, and then everyone throwing things at yeah, no problem, no problem. I'm like, well, I don't know if it's memory. It's just it it's habitual. Like you do the same yeah. thing over and over again. It's almost like it's almost like second nature to the, you know what you're doing. You yeah, know? that's true. Um, so we're talking about like dealing with people and, and uh, who is your, who's your favorite coach or one of your favorite coaches to deal with, uh, you know, dealing with, I think I'm going to know who the, I, one I, of the answers is, but I, he wore 32 when he yeah. played here. <laughs> Rich, Ch- you were a coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They both were 32. Yeah. Craig Baru. Yeah. Of course. Like how much fun was he? He, he was just so easy going, you know? And yeah. I mean, would you agree? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. No, he's, yeah. he's, he was just so 
low-key about everything and you know he was just funnier than hell oh, yeah, yeah. You know? well that's the thing i one of the things i really liked about chief was like he would be pissed off after a loss but he never took it out on anyone else yeah. you know what i mean like he would come into my room and just you know what he'd probably say yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh we all know that saying but uh yeah he was like he was great and i remember you and i always talk about like, how great is yeah, this like dealing with this guy every just, day you know what he he i don't want to say he didn't care but once right. the game's over, he's like, okay, on to the next one. Yeah, he moved you know? on. I moved on. And he just said, Which is a powerful thing to let go yeah. of the game is hard and thing I, to do. And I tell coaches. you right now, I couldn't be happier when St. Louis. Oh, my oh God. My God. And he just went back and, he, and they won the so uh, good. Matter of fact, they got a really good uh, photograph. I think it was you, Chief, and Nick Foles and Jason Kelsey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have that one? Yeah. Yeah. And, that's uh, right. And, I think uh, Baller posted that the other day, or Debo, somebody posted it. Yeah, that's uh, and uh, And then I hopped in. You hopped out and I hopped in. Yep. And it was. It, it, uh, Chief was just, he was just so. They were pretty low-key. excited to talk to him too. Yeah, they were. Both those yeah. guys. Well, that, that cool. Were you there when he was teaching him how to fight? Or someone was asking him, and he was saying, "How hey, you grab the jersey?" Oh. Doing, I don't know if he was doing it to Jason Kelsey or somebody, but it was it was it was cool. And then and then Jeffrey Lurie came over, and uh, I think Harry Roseman came over, and it was it was really cool. It was yeah, right it over was at the cool. Novacare Center. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, Chief, you know, he's, he's almost like a rare breed as far as coaches go because, he, like, to your point, it almost seems like he doesn't care. He has a way to, right, to to be so calm. In that in that business is is hard to do because oh, there's yeah, so yeah. much stress and so much uncertainty that you you'll, you see a lot of coaches that really carry the anxiety yep. on their yeah. shoulders and everything yeah. that he doesn't at all. I mean, he no. But there were so many good. I mean, let's go down the list. Terry Murray was awesome. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, uh, Dave Haxgall, John uh, John Stevens, Bill Barber, who am I forgetting? Peter Laviolette. Yeah, Lavie, you know, yeah. they're they're all they're all great coaches. Mm-hmm, and I'm yeah. and I'm sure I probably forgot a couple right now, but it was just it was so much yeah, fun Roger, dealing with them. Roger, Roger Nielsen, Ken, yeah. uh, Ken Hitchcock. They were yeah. all great. They were all great. I mean, I had I had zero issues with that. You d- you didn't have like uh, Joe Cadillac when he had to deal with Keenan. I did not. No, 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 no. Well, Look, why? Tell me. You have a story about Keenan? Well, Just a is this true? You will know. Okay. I, I remember Joe, and I don't know if he was messing around, but Joe Cadillac told me Keenan made him steal a cab in Vancouver one time. I think is that's that true? true. I believe that is true. Yeah, he, I'm pretty sure that's was, true. They were trying to get the cab to get to the rink, and um, the taxi driver must have gone in and used a, I don't know what happened, but he wasn't in his cab, and, and, and Mike said, Joe, Get in that cab and let's go. <laughs> and he Come did on. it. We got to get you on. It. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's a true story. Yeah, I I think I heard. I don't know if I actually heard it from Joe Cadillac, but I I, I have heard it several times. Oh man, that's great. So if you hear it more than three or four times, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you know, so, so, so Dickie Dunn wrote it. Yeah, it's yeah. got to be true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't. I have a, I have him on. I could speed dial him. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> bring him in. We'll definitely have to get some yeah. confirmation on yeah. that. Um. How about your favorite players? Like I, I know there's been so many, and it's hard to find a bad guy in well, hockey. I, but there's so there's a guy sitting right there in that yeah. chair right there. There's so many of them. I I couldn't even I couldn't even go down the list because there's yeah. too many of them. Yeah. I mean there are, I mean they're all. I you would be better if you asked me who I didn't get along because I can't think of any of them. But there's probably a couple of players. But ninety nine point nine percent of hockey players gotten along great with yeah, yeah. It's, it's i always say the same it's thing. just so i couldn't i couldn't list them because the list would be too long and and i would still probably miss a couple that i think ah, i should have mentioned that guy yeah, yeah. no so I I, I, it's tough it's tough yeah. i know i always say one of my favorite guys because there's so yeah. many yeah you know, there like, is there yeah. is like for instance like uh, a couple weeks ago 
there was a uh, the Philadelphia Sports Writers Banquet was out there, and they always have this thing called the Good Guy Award, right? And Scott Lawton won it. Now, yes. Scott Lawton, and and I was looking at the past winners, and man, a lot of Flyers have won it in the past. Well, you won, it. Guys, you won I know, it. I won it on, uh, for the the, the media the side. Media, I media know. Side. But you won it. Yeah. But there's there's uh, there's so many Flyers that have won it in the past, and it's almost like repetition. It's every couple of years a Flyer's going to win it because they really do get it, and they yeah. you know yeah. they they they're very accessible, and and they know that it's their job to, to talk to the media. So there's really not a whole of, whole lot of uh, twisting arms and, and elbows to get them out in the media to talk because they 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 know that that's part of the job. Yeah, yeah, no, that's important. How is it uh, working with Ed Snyder? I mean. Like the essence of him, and it's the then, best. Yeah, I mean, what can you say? He was, he was, <laughs> he's a legend. Yeah, I mean, he was. I don't know. There's not enough words for me to describe him. He was just like a a, a role model. I mean, he uh, he was the best. I mean, the guy was the legend. I think he was probably the greatest sports owner in all of team sports, not just the NHL, but NBA, yeah, uh, NFL, M- MLB. I agree. Yeah, just on in just but. But talking about him, I, uh, I mean, do I miss the man? Yeah, I think he was, he was, he was great. And yeah. I, we've had some really good conversations. I remember one time he was just, he called me and said, "What are you doing right now?" I, I said, "Nothing." He goes, "Come out to my office. I need a good joke." Yeah. I said, <laughs> I said, so no awesome. problem. I'll be right up because yeah. you know I love telling <laughs> yeah, jokes. Yeah, you know? I know, I know. <laughs> and and I go up there. I, it's a funny story. I go up there and and uh, uh, Ron Ryan was in the in the office. It was Ron Ryan. He's the former president, and Mr. Snyder and coming in. I'm talking, and first thing I said was, uh, "Mr. Snyder, man, your hair's getting long. Looks like you need a haircut." And Ron Ryan looks at me like, "What the hell are you doing? It's Mr. Snyder." <laughs> and Mr. Snyder started laughing. He goes, "Ah, you know what? My girlfriend likes it." And I said, "Well, then keep it long then." There and, you go. Yeah. But he's just the. He was just the. He was awesome. He was a really cool oh, guy. God, he was yeah. awesome. He was. Yeah, the essence of uh, the organization, obviously, right? Yeah. I mean, it's... Well, you, you guys saw it. You yeah. guys saw it. Oh, yeah. After every game, every win or lose, game. comes in, Commun- right down the line, shakes everybody's hands. I know. Every right game, win or lose. Right, right in the eye. And-, and every game, right? Yeah. yeah. And his passion. You remember, I think you might have been on a team, I think you were there, too, when, when we lost, I think, against Toronto, and he went in there and threw a fit about that. You remember about the officials or something like that? Oh. He's just so passionate. Yeah, you know? yeah he was. No? I remember uh, mm-hmm. one time when Chief was coaching... Uh, he came in, and he was losing it at the end of the hall. He had Homer and Chief in the hallway, and they're is just, this Spectrum or this? no? This center when Chief okay. was the head coach, right? And um, he's down the end of the hallway, red as could be. Oh yeah, you know when he yeah. get pissed oh. off. Yeah, he was giving it to him, and he had you know about the way the team had played that night, and um, he kept the boys closed the doors. So I'm standing outside of the locker room door, and he was. He comes down, and he's like, Derek, what are they saying? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I can't remember. He's got his ear right up to the door. He wanted to know what they were oh, yeah. saying. And then yeah. I'll tell you what, they finished. He went back down the hallway. He came back down and still went around and shook everybody's yeah. hand, and he was pissed, but he did. That's, he did it anyway, but that was him. And that's his passion. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he was He was amazing, He loved man. He loved the. He loved. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a It's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Flyers. Sorry for the quick break. Just a quick shout out to our sponsor, DLI Commercial, a premier commercial construction and building maintenance company offering support at every phase. Thank you for your support. Check them out at DLI Commercial for all your construction needs. Back to the show. I was going to say, obviously had a ton of enjoyable seasons, probably some better than others. What was your most enjoyable season? Well, I, obviously, it'd be the two times we went to the cup. Yeah, oh, yeah uh, they, right. in, uh, against Detroit and Chicago, mm-hmm. uh, those were those were fun. Um, Chicago was better. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> it got swept in Detroit, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but it's still awesome yeah. run to make it's still, it. Yeah. yeah, to make but, it. I'm but kidding. yeah, Chicago was better. It was. I think we what, lost four to two. I think it was. Yeah, we lost yeah. In six. Yeah, yeah. But heartbreaking. It was, yeah, but but even even if we were sub five hundred, I still had fun. Yeah, you know because again. I'm watching hockey, you know. We're, yeah. we're, we're we're dealing with people, and I think the greatest, my greatest, not it hasn't been seasons. It's my greatest joy, it's events, and it is okay. um, being able to make a little uh, boy or girl's dream come true, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I've had a couple stories where I was able to help a person meet their idol. Now there was this yeah. one story I remember. I still I still have the 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 uh, the letter. I have a couple of stories, if you don't mind me telling them. No, okay. okay. Are you me? But there was a, a little boy who wrote uh, Claude Giroux a letter in orange crayon saying how he would love to uh, have invite uh, Claude to come to his house and they can skate in his backyard. And, and then afterwards, uh, we can have grilled cheese. My mom can make us grilled cheese. Well, I guess the kid did some research. He's five years old, and he found out that that was uh, Claude's favorite uh, food. And so I showed uh, Claude the letter and uh obviously we couldn't go to this house but we invited him and his family to um the uh the practice facility in Voorhees and, and the kid came in and uh Claude says come on over and he sat down with him and we had the chef come out and brought some grilled cheese oh, and, that's and awesome. the kid was just dying he was just yeah. he was like numb I mean he, he came and you could see that he was just like this staring at, at Claude taking a bite <laughs> and and ketchup was ripping down and onto yeah. his onto his uh, sweater and uh, you know all the TV cameras were there, and it was just good stories like that. Yeah, you, know, you love so to have, cool. uh, you love to see kids smile. Yeah, yeah that's For that's sure, that's man. the best. It's a big part of it. Yeah. On the other side of it, uh, PR nightmares. I'm sure you ran into a few. Uh, anything you can talk I, about? Well, I don't want to get into detail, but I had one that was a, a PR nightmare, and that was um, the passing of Dmitry Tertishny. Oh, you remember geez. that? Yeah. That was oh a, that was. That, I don't want to get into too much details, right. but that was a really bad. Uh, I got a call from I think it was Bob Clark at like three a.m. Three a.m. I didn't get it. The next morning, I called him back, and that was uh, that was a real that was a real downer. That yeah. Was yeah. Roger Nielsen, I think, was the coach at the time. Yeah. Uh, was he? I think so. Yeah. yeah. You were there, right? Yeah. yeah. Are you, yeah. You're familiar with it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I am. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was, was a that was a real bum, right? It wouldn't want ever. 
have uh, to go through that. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah. Um, so many funny things we've both seen together, but uh, anything stick out to one of your, you know, funniest moments? <laughs> yeah, I, I do remember one time it was, uh, I came in a locker room and somebody's shoes were uh, nailed to the ceiling. <laughs> All right. And uh, they were, I believe it was Damon Lankhouse's shoes. And of course, there's only one practical joker that, you know, you point the finger to, and it was Chris Terrian, defenseman, former flyer defenseman, Chris Terrian. And so anyway, Damon, the way how he got back to him was uh, uh, the practice was over, and I guess Damon must have got off the ice early, and he came back, and he cut out the, the butt of Chris Terrian's jeans, all right? The entire butt of Chris Terrian's jeans, all right? And that day... Bundy came to practice commando, all right? So he had no underwear. So I'm out in the parking lot watching, and you see Chris Tran come out and get in his car, and he's just walking down towards his car, and it's just bare ass. And, you know, the jeans are just bare ass. And that was, I mean, that was hilarious. But uh, there have been there have been a lot of, and then you've been a part of a lot of yeah, them too. Just, like, yeah, I'll tell you what, if you, uh, people are watching this at, at home, Google YouTube Derek Sotelmeyer with the fake snake and the cobra. Oh yeah, the cobra. And it was was oh. it the cobra? Oh yeah, yeah. Cobra, and yeah. I think the first guy you got was Mike Raffle, wasn't it, or something like that? No, oh, I got G first. You got Shen and, too. I, oh, I got a bunch. I I literally got the UPS guy, the FedEx guy. Oh yeah, I got everyone with that. I, I got, got the you got Chief real good too. Oh, I got Chief. That was here. That was here. That yeah. was here. Yeah, was so that's good. that's actually uh, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that was that was given to me by Red Batty from uh, the Green Bay Packers, the equipment guy. He said, "Nasty, I got." something you're gonna love is it sold like that or you have to take he the made it oh, he, did he made it yeah it's a fishing he, line right yeah it's a fishing line and he he had the cooler it was a black cooler with this it said gatorade ice or something oh yeah so i was selling it to the boys like try this i was like it's like a mix of red bull and gatorade it's unreal you gotta guys like oh yeah, yeah. We'll try it <laughs> and i also like the ones you do where you have either you or in a garbage bag or something oh, <laughs> yeah you pick up that equipment bag and you yeah. just jump out yeah i used to put Sal in the, Sal, in the yeah, goalie yeah. bags, and uh, oh, we got some really good footage of those. I yeah. got I got to pull those out, but um, always screwing around, nest. Yeah, there was yeah lots of lots of good moments oh, like yeah. that, man. Absolutely, so, so good. So <laughs> another thing with Bundy, Zach was uh, when he <laughs> when he cut Andy Delmore had gotten a brand new jacket, and he was cruising around like big timer. <laughs> you know, he was excited about oh, it. Yeah, you know, he well, spent a lot of money yeah, on it. Threats, he right? comes in off the ice, and uh, the arms are cut. <laughs> He's got a vest, basically. <laughs> but they sewed. They tried to, like, halfway sew it, so yeah. when he put his arms in, <laughs> he's like, oh, they, they thought he was going to cry. Oh, yeah, Dally. So brand like, new oh guy. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, there was a lot of those. That was something else I was going to say about uh, Bundy. I'll never forget. Like, so I was always, like, kind of doing practical jokes. Like, and Chris Terrian and Carl Dykehouse. These oh. two bookends when they were <laughs> yeah. young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they were always, you know, they were always getting a lot of shit. And Peter Svoboda was one of the funniest guys. Like, I got a story for Peter Svoboda. Okay. All right. One of the funniest guys. So I'm like, I'm going to get something going between these guys. And they don't even know <laughs> it. it. So I took, I, before the boys got in that morning, I took a little bit of Vaseline and I put it on Peter's helmet, right? <laughs> so <laughs> guys are walking out for practice. This is at Spectrum. It's a morning skate. And Pete put puts his helmet on, and right away it's like 
grease and it like slides down. And he's like, what the fuck? You know, in his accent, he's just so funny. Reminds me of Jake when he talked. And he's like, what the fuck? And I was like, fucking Dikers and Bundy always fucking around. I'm like, here, let me clean that out for you. So he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. So we go to Buffalo like the next day, right? And I'm just fucking stirring it. I was like, these guys, they just don't stop, eh? These young guys. And he goes, we get to Buffalo and guys go to dinner. He somehow gets the key. I don't know if you remember this. Zach. He gets their key or Bundy's room. I don't know if Bundy was rooming with Dykers. I don't know. I don't remember. But they flipped the mattresses and all that shit. They just destroyed the, the room. Yeah, yeah. So then the next day, the next day in Buffalo, in the morning, guys come in and they're all wound up. Well, Pete did something. I hit his socks. I hit his socks. Yeah. So he thinks Snowy did it. So he goes, gets a nail, and he hammers his shoe into the wooden bench. Well, Snowy, Snowy's coming off the ice. We had to separate him. We thought they were going to fight. Really? And he's like, I didn't touch your socks. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> what did I do? Brawl, but they were shoes. going after each other every day, and I kind of just got it going a little bit. Oh, man. My, my story with Sabota, he must have did something to me. I don't know what he did. But anyway, he's he's taking a shower, right? And he's got soap suds all over him. And, and I'm thinking, I'm getting him back. And I get this pitcher of ice water, real cold ice water. <laughs> oh, and no. I just throw it at him. And as soon as I throw it, the, the water is in midair, and I'm gone. All right? I didn't even see it. <laughs> but I just hear this shriek. Yeah. And he's pissed off. And I run in to the uh, the locker room, and, and there are scrums. So I just join a, a quick scrum, all right? <laughs> That's and, great. Yeah, and, I'm, and I forgot that I'm just – Standing there, and I'm, and I'm holding the bucket. Oh. I know it's just frozen. He just walks out, and he's naked, right, with soap suds all over. He just looks at me, and goes, "You're dead." <laughs> and and a couple weeks later, I'm in the I'm in the, the skate room or the uh, stick room, and he must he snuck up behind me and had the blade of his stick and just whacked me in the butt as hard as he could, and I went down. I'm moaning. Oh, wow. All right, we're even. And I was like, "Oh, the mercy." But I love Peter. How Spoto. funny was he, man? He was oh my god! And you're right. He has that great accent. Yeah, you know, Jake. Jake kind of took after him a little bit oh, yeah, with yeah. his mouth. Well, know. let me ask. Let me ask you, Riley. Did you ever have a problem? Because I don't see the, the are the players normally get along really well. Or do you? Are there sometimes factions or cliques or how does that work? You know, honestly, I've had a pretty good uh, run with with my teammates yeah. outside of maybe John Sim. Uh, oh, back, Sim Daddy. <laughs> back in the day, um, and it was just a, you know, a little personal beef in, in practice. But um, yeah, all all good guys. I yeah. mean, there's obviously you know, a couple guys silo, like you know, maybe some of the European guys. Maybe it's kind of silo yeah. together. But I mean, overall, I mean. The great guys, and once you kind of extend and hand out, and you know, invite them to dinner and stuff like that, right. like it just everything is is pretty kosher. But yeah, I mean, I always enjoy, enjoyed my time at the rink. That's why I come to the rink so early and just hang out with nasty and whoever else I can. Do you think that is similar to the other sports, or is it a hockey fraternity that is that are that are really tight? I, I think hockey is special for sure. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I mean, obviously, football is so many guys and you know different you know different positions and, right. and groups and stuff like that. I, I think basketball is probably a little bit segregated too. Um, baseball, I just don't know enough about you know the culture there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hockey is something special there yeah. for sure. Yeah, it I mean, is. It, it's, I, I know a lot all the equipment guys for all the sure. major teams, and right. it's funny like listening to their you know bitch about something to each other you know this and that but i'll, I'll never forget when we did the outdoor game <clears throat> at the link mm-hmm. um greg dilmetros uh he's a head equipment manager with the eagles and his staff were there helping us and i the, remember that the yeah. first morning 
the boys come in and they came over to got to grab a coffee and they sat down where my little area was and they're just hey this is greg and they're like hey what's up man and they're just sitting there talking and a few guys walk away and he's like dude they come and like hang out with you and talk and i'm like, <laughs> like a foreign thing i'm yeah. like yeah well they have like you said they have so many guys so it's not like guys, his right. guys aren't good guys right. it's just there's so many of them. Right. yeah right. and um he he could not believe how the guys were like standing there talking and asking him questions and, yeah. and i'm like dude they're the most normal guys i mean couldn't agree more you know what i mean and, yeah. and uh the the funniest was after the game you know how the bags are pulled and the guys are packing their bags it blew them away his whole staff kept going, see, they're walking their bags out. I'm like, yeah. Claude's the first guy. You yeah. know, he was always the first undressed, yeah. yeah. bag over his shoulder on the on the cart to go to the bus or whatever, or not the bus, but the truck. And they were blown away. They I, just couldn't believe it. Me, me, I, same here. And I'm trying to think, is it is it because of the they're Canadian and European? Or I, I don't know what it is. I remember here when I first uh, started with uh, – the Flyers. It was around the time we had a rookie named Dinah Zubris. Remember mm-hmm. him? Yeah, of okay. Course, yeah. Well, uh, and he, you know, he was from Lithuania, I believe. And and it's the same time, I believe, the same time that Kobe Bryant was coming out of, out of high school or something like that. And it's, it's kind of like Kobe was under the microscope for I don't know what eighth grade or something like yeah. that. Like he was, you know, he was a legend here in Philadelphia, and so he was always under the microscope. And I don't I don't know if these guys like from Lithuania when Dinah. When Dynas came over here, you know, no one really knew of them. I don't know if it's just the culture that maybe they're from farmlands in Canada or something like that. But these guys were not—they're not in the same uh, uh, spotlight as other sports. Yeah, that's right. And when they make it to this the NHL, it's just like uh, uh, things don't change. They're you know the, right. a changer, a, a tiger doesn't change his stripes. And these guys have you know they've always been cool their entire careers, and and now they're just happy to be there. I, my first my first day with the Flyers. I go in, and do you guys remember Tommy Soderstrom, goaltender? Oh, yeah. yeah. All oh, right. yeah. So Tommy, oh, Tommy. Tommy. I used to love his little bag of tricks he carried on the road. Tom, oh, oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won't get into that, okay. but, uh, <laughs> but so we'll Tom, call him a bag of tricks. Okay. But to, uh, but he's weighing himself on the scale, and uh, the, t- the TV stations in the locker room wanted to interview him, so I come up, and I said, Tommy, you know, the TVs, can you come out here and talk to him? Yeah, sure. No one, hey got off the scale, went out and did his interview, and he comes back in. And uh, as a habit, I would always go up and say, you know, thank you for doing the interview. And I would come up, and I, I said, Tommy, just by the way, thank you for doing that interview. And, and he looked at me like I had two heads. He goes, why? That's part of my job. And I thought, oh, man, this is going to be easy. When he said it's part <laughs> right, of my job, yeah. and he comes out and does something like that. Yeah. And they go, wow, this is this is great. So um, I loved it. Yeah, he's a good, he was a good dude, too. Yeah, he was. I like Tommy. Yeah. He was a good yeah. guy. He Do you know who his partner was back then? Dominic Roussel. That's right. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yep. Ruse. Yeah. I was here. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know who he got traded for? No. Ron Hextall. We got Hexy back uh, in that trade. Okay. Tommy went to the Islanders. I'll be darn. Yeah. Baller. <laughs> what, Debo? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, impeccable memory, too, there, Nast. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I remember things. Um, yeah, but, buddy, like, I'll tell you what, Zach. We can't thank you enough sure. for coming on. Yeah, um, we do have to uh, mention the Dick Dillman Award, the Dilsey, three times, three, four, 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 four. Yeah. When was the last one? Last year. Last oh, year. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. My yeah. bad. I'm sorry. Four. Yeah. They correct me. Yeah. Nope. Um, it's for the uh, Eastern Conference. Your your staff yeah. being the best. Obviously, yeah. you're 
headlining that. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm more proud of the fact, not that we won it four times, but we're finalists 12 times. Yes, I did. Because I that means either. that's a sign of consistency. Yeah. And I do, yeah. don't get me wrong, I, I, I'm very humbled and, and uh, I'm love the fact that we were able to win it four times but for us to be 12 time finalists I, I just shows uh it shows you that we're consistent for a long period yes. of time yeah it's amazing and and zach like i meant it when i said you're a legend dude when a press conference room is gonna be named after yeah, you no doubt That's uh, was a uh, the zach hill media center dude yeah. you yeah. left an impression and yep. you're well, it's well deserved, man. That is one of the coolest things ever. I don't see them naming an equipment room the nasty room. <laughs> <laughs> they might name yeah. one of the couches or something. Yeah, <laughs> I, that was. I believe that was Dave Scott's decision, and so that was. I was very That's humbled, awesome, and, and I, I just I think it's it's almost surreal, you know. But uh, I think it's it's, amazing, it's really cool. Yeah, I, I appreciate that very yeah, much. Well deserved. Yeah. That'll be rolled out in uh, October of next. Uh, I next think it's season. gonna be well, in September or October of this coming of this year. Yeah. yeah. Now, Beautiful. explain to also, you are in your 30th season. Yes. And what what are you, you're kind of a consultant yeah, at this I, point. Actually, I check in with PR every day. Uh, Joe Seville is running the uh, show over here at Voorhees. And so, uh, you know, I, I was there. I went to the game. I saw you at the game yep. last night. Yep. And by the way, let me tell you this. Ever, never in the history of humankind <laughs> has a goaltender never allowed a goal. So tell Elvis, no big deal. Give him that goal. <laughs> The first oh, star. he got he got to shut out the second one. Oh, he did. Yeah, he got to okay, shut out. Yeah, he, he told me he's upset that first. Yeah, one. Yeah, he did. He got scored on in the first intermission. Okay. but it was a good shot. I told him. I'm like, dude, it's okay. You got to play again. I told him like, you can't get all ups, and he, and he was he regrouped. Might of the night. At player of the game. And he, yeah. yeah, he got the might nice. of the night. He was good job excited. Him. Yeah, he, the was, house. he was excited. Speaking of Joe Seville, he's kind of taking over for you. He, yes, he got to work under you. Thank God. So he, he, I know he knows what he's doing. He's yep. a good man too. You ever played golf with Joe Seville? I have not. No, no, no. I heard that he uh, snap yeah. show. Yeah. I heard he can. Joe, I'm sorry. I'm telling it. We were in Lake <laughs> Lake Placid. I think it was Lake Placid. Uh, Ryan Podell was. We went out all night. Right. Like we had a all nighter. The whole team, coaches, everyone. And long story short, everyone's pretty banged up. But yeah. we had to. Early tea time, the players had to go do a, a team bonding thing. So Podell's, we go down for breakfast. Pods, Pods is like, oh, I'll be right back. Can hear him in the bathroom puking. <laughs> Who? So loud, Ryan Podell. <laughs> so I'm like, Pods, just stay here. Like He's like, no, I want to play golf. I want to play golf. I'm like, all right. So we ended up splitting three and three. We didn't have two foursomes. So we played three and three. It was me, Joe, and Ryan Podell. So <clears throat> first hold. Joe hits a good shot off the tee, puts one on the green, right? Well, <laughs> Pods hits one in the bunker, right? So <laughs> so if you're imagining this, I'm like, hold. I take the flag out for Joe to putt. Behind him in the bunker is Podell. Joe's lining his putt up. As soon as he comes back, all of a sudden, I see Pods <laughs> right in his back. Right he his hits backswing. it. He still puts it, drains it for a birdie on hole number one. And Pods is literally dying. Like, it sounds like his stomach's coming out. And Joe's like, yeah, baby. Like, he's he walking to the hole. Then, <laughs> after that, complete shit show. He just was not playing well. Yeah. I've never seen a guy snap. Because he's the nicest, most calm yeah. guy you yeah. ever meet, yeah. right? He was losing it. Now, every time I tell him, he's like, oh, it's not true. And Pote, I was like, that is true. This guy, yeah. he was, Pote's had a putt about this big. And right before uh, Joe went to putt, 
and he said it, uh, where Pods was standing was in his li- like the light, so oh, he had, yeah. it was a shadow. Like that made him miss the putt. <laughs> so Pods, he's like, "Curse, fuck it, it's a fucking joke. I should get that over." I'm just, no, it counts. So then Pods misses a putt this far, and Joe goes, "Good." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was the, most, it was the best golf round I ever had in my life. Like the Joe. Oh man, yeah. was he funny? Did he break any clubs? He, he did. I don't think he broke any clubs, but no. poor Podell. Like I don't know how he got through the. 18. Wow. Why guys. the hell would you want to golf? Feel like I that don't know. Pleasure. You don't want to golf when you feel great. <laughs> oh, man. Now wait a minute. Is Pose the one that they they have a surveillance camera of a goose? Yes, yes. I've got to get that. Okay. Yes. Ryan Podell. He yes. is actually in charge of, of yes. yeah, St. Right. Louis yeah. Blues. Dude, <laughs> yeah. we thought he was kidding. We had him pull the footage, and they, they come after him, and he's like boxing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's I got. I have. He has that footage. I will get, get it. I will get it. Oh, so good. Um, but Zach, seriously, so many good stories. Like we yeah. can sit here forever telling stories, but just you and I that yeah. we've done. Uh, Rick the Flair, G-rated yeah, right, the yeah, G-rated exactly. stories. Oh, the G-rated stories. Do you have the video? I, I, I do. You, okay. Yeah, you sent it to me. Okay. Yeah, Rick Flair. He set that up when I got to meet the oh, Nate, so cool. my hero. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, we we appreciate you coming, man. We're not, you, actually my pleasure. You're you're gonna be living in Ohio. Yeah, I'm gonna be living in a beautiful place. Yeah, I got a place uh, in between Cleveland and Cincinnati, but I, I you know I, I'll finish two up places. I don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> when I, well, when I moved there, they, they said, well, what are you in the witness protection program? No, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a Buckeye at heart. I was born in Ohio. So, yeah. you know, I, I love it back there. Yeah. Uh, no, so. I'm kidding. I, I meant Cincinnati and yeah. no, Cleveland. No. I've been to both. Okay. <laughs> it scared me a little bit. Yeah. But no, I'm kidding. But uh, that's awesome, man. You deserve it. Um, I hate you're not around more because I won't get yeah. to see as much. No. But place is beautiful and you deserve it well man. i know I, I i didn't i wasn't putting you guys off i just i was so busy running no, back and forth so at no point was it's just that it it took some time and i'm still not quite settled in yet we appreciate the chase it's yeah man no. yeah <laughs> so. it is it yeah. is but you're the man legend we thank you brother no problem i appreciate you guys having me well, thank yeah. you guys too of course, right. Debo Baller. Yeah, Debo doesn't Appreciate talk, so don't worry about that. Okay. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Right. I was wondering, I pulled in here the driveway and I saw all these cars up the way. You have about four families in with you or something like that? Because I couldn't even park in the driveway. I'm out on the street. Yeah. Yeah. Sonsy was probably parked out there. Okay. Yeah. yeah, he was out there. Got it. Oh, man. But uh, all right, brother, we appreciate you, man. No problem. Thank all you. Right. Let me, thanks yeah, for having yeah, me, guys. Yeah, thanks course, for having brother. me. You're the all man. Right. All right, a big thanks to the GOAT, one of the best in the biz, Zach Hill. What a beauty. People don't realize, like, how, like, great this guy is and how great he was at his job. And, man, he's the best in sports. Like, there's no way you find someone better than him. Yeah. Did everything. Oh, I know, Like I said during when we were talking to him, like, he would have a million things on his plate and he would do anything for anyone. And he never forgot. Anything. Yeah, yeah, way it above and beyond. Me. Yeah, way. Yes. Way. Well, that's why he lasted so long, and that's why he is the best in the biz, right? Yep. I mean, it's you're bringing way more value than you're getting paid for. And 100%. He, he did that every single day, and did it with a smile on his face, and yep. you know, easygoing, and just a genuine, authentic person. So it it's great for like he said, kids, school, whatever, interning. Mm. You follow what this guy did, you know, just. He worked his ass off, but he treated everyone. It's the same thing as your parents. You yeah. treat people the way you want to be treated. He is. He exemplifies that to like 
all the way to the top. Yeah, and he's just an amazing human. Yeah, and love I love his uh, his his message there. You got you got to sell yourself. You yep. know, it sounds kind of like what? What does that even mean? But yeah. like you you got to bring it. You, you got to be on to. time. You know, you got to be, you know, you got to bring your integrity. You know, this story about showing up and him and you know the general manager. How the only two people that? show up at the at the building. You know, it's. Um, but you're selling yourself. You're, yep. you're, you're you're representing yourself always, and it's important if you if you actually want to find a legit job and 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 have success in it. You're right. There's just some things you just got to do. So that's it. They're naming the the press room after this. Yeah, game. right. Like, and no coincidence there. No, unbelievable. Yeah, so props to him, and yep. yeah, thanks for hopping on there, Zach, and chased him down. Chase got finally Stayed got him. him. Finally got him. Asked Good job, <laughs> wrangled him in. What does he say that time? All the way up. What do you say? <laughs> Got a wide open. Wide open. This 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 guy from West Virginia. Wide open. Wide open. Um, great guy. Yep. Great guy. Many stories. Mo- a lot we couldn't tell. If yeah. we could, <laughs> maybe we have to do a two point yeah, That's uh, get, get, is uncensored. Once and, he's uh, totally off the yeah, payroll. Yeah, exactly. Uh, maybe you can tell something. But no, great guy. Appreciate you, Zach. Yeah. I think. Um, it's about time for clear questions. And it's time. The way you've been going today, I just want to crush all of these. Why no don't you? Intended, because you're driving me nuts today. But we go. Ballers throwing phones. Debo's swinging. <laughs> Got a lot of new flavors Look at here that. from Clear Rum. Look at that. Yeah, you should just crush one right now, buddy. A little water in your body. Yeah, you got water. Hydrate while you dehydrate. That's right. Um, but our good friends at Clear Rum clearroom.com we got some clear questions baller yes we do yes sir this one's from frank chicken pig hog over on twitter what's the funniest or most badass ray emery story you guys have it's a shame he passed and i wish he could have been a guest on nasty knuckles rest in peace razor yeah rest in peace kid what a good man oh what do you got now something why don't you talk about the uh, the the lappy the lappy story? I Maybe mean, it's not a badass story, but it's kind of funny one. Did I say that? Did I tell that one before? Um, I'm not sure if you have. Well, it was pretty. I feel like I just talked about that. But um, one of the things was uh, the you know the boys play cards on the on the uh, plane. So Lappy had won finally. He won like fifteen hundred bucks, and we were going somewhere on the road. So Lappy got undressed real quick, and he's going out of the locker room, and he says, hey, Razor, don't forget that 15 hundo you owe me. And he's, like, all proud of himself. Some of the guys kind of laughing. Razor Razor looks at him and goes, hang on, Lappy, I'll grab it out of my ashtray. And Lappy put his head down and just walked out of the room, and the whole room explodes in laughter. Like, it's ashtray change, the 15 hundo. But Razor used to, um, I'd have my expense check for the month. Like, we'd be going on the road, and, and usually everything was, like, happening. We're trying to get everything packed to get on the road, and I wouldn't have time to stop by the, the bank. So I'd always, like, get on a plane, and I'd be like, Razor, he's like, Ray, Ray Emery National is open because he always carried his – we called it the football, yeah, remember? Oh, yeah, the he big, always had 10G cash, yeah. and he would just – he would give me the cash for my uh, – for the expense checks. I would sign it over to him. Um, but badass story, like – God, that guy was just a badass. Like, there's no doubt about it. Um, in the NHL, he he didn't have as many fights as he did in the American League. Oh yeah, right. he fought a lot, and he fought Josh Pratt toe to toe. And um, remember, he fought uh, Marty Biron, kind of let him off the hook, and then he fought oh, Peters yeah. and was laughing. Yeah, and was Smile laughing. But he told us some stories. <clears throat> he told me some stories 
um, from shit he had to deal with, you know, in the minors, some a few altercations that happened off the ice, which were not his fault. But uh, he was a Golden Gloves boxer. Yeah, too. I know. Yeah, people he was forget. just that tough man. Like to answer the question, Ramery was just a badass, and he was an unbelievable person. And he, once we, the first day he was there, we got to know him, and you know, he, he had heard, you know, you you hear things about guys and. Dude, he could have been a better teammate, a better yeah. person. Love that guy, man. Love yeah, him. he was a beauty. You know, funny story. I think I've maybe told it before on this pod, but uh, my first and only power play time I ever got with the Flyers was against Ottawa Senators. I'm standing in front of the net, and I forget what the score was. Um, you know, we, we were we were up, and um, the game was like kind of over. But you know, Johnny threw me out there. You know, go stand yeah. in front of the net and. So I got Bray Emery poking at the back of my legs, asking me to fight in the middle of the power play. And I was like, man, I'm like, I got power, a power, play. The power play here. Like, what do I do? Like, this is a tough, to tough situation here. Do I fight, you know, Razor or do I actually try and like play and, you know, yeah. try and squeeze something out of this? So it turns out, I forget how the play went. I think it was loops on the on the half wall, threw it across, and I kind of get a stick on it. And then and up he taps it in back door. We so you got, a, you got a, I got an apple. Yeah, got an I remember apple. his power play and only apple, yeah. apple in the, on the power play in my career. But uh, as soon as it happened, we're like celebrating. And then Razor's like looking at me. He's like, "We still gonna go?" And I was like, <laughs> "You know, like, I'm like, yeah. no, I gotta go celebrate." Yeah, and I gotta celebrate. Go. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Next time. It oh, was just man. funny. Like, you know, guys, like so into the game. Obviously, like he wasn't joking. He no, wanted, he wanted. He to fight. wanted to go. He, and I struggled with that one because I was like, man, this could be a really what? cool opportunity to fight. But then I'm also in the power play, you know. But um, ah, but yeah, you know, Razor in the lineup being my, you know, my teammate, obviously, and. I just you mentioned it, just like a great guy, like he's he, he just just a very good human and and just good personality, you know, yep. you know, good humor, funny. right? Just yeah, funny, funny, like um, you never think that he was, uh, you know, like as crazy as he was, you know. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah. Oh R.I.P. Yeah, great, great question because there's a, yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff that's Kids not coming say, up. I could go on forever. Oh, yeah. And the other him. thing that comes up for me is not like it's a crazy story, but just uh, you know, you get to the bar and he'd always do his quick shot of I think it was Jack, and he got his beer, but he fired up the stanky leg. He put his yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, get a stanky leg going. And, you know, you know, you know, Razor was uh, ready to rock. We yeah. had it the first night, the first day I met him. He had to do an interview, Daily News Live, at the uh, Citizens Bank. So we went and did that. We stayed for a couple uh, innings, and then we we went out, and we ended up having a Michael Jackson dance off. Oh that yeah, night. of course you did. It, uh, yeah, well, thriller. Yeah, we're doing it all. I didn't give it any of that. No. I was giving more of my <laughs> kick. You know, my Michael Jackson oh, kick. Yeah, you know, yeah. he's got that like kick. It. Yeah. But um, yeah, one of the things also quickly we've talked about it before with when Neil Little did the dive, the famous oh, yeah, dive. Of course, yeah. We went there two weeks later. Ray had like steam coming out of his nose and he was standing at, Just they were ready. him and, and McGratton bigger. They were firing pucks off the back of Litz's legs <laughs> and rough. I'm dying laughing. I'm yeah. like, this is going to be an absolute shit show. And then Litz comes over to do his normal little water thing. He would put his glove down and I'd put a towel there and, and um, Razor's going, you're fucking dead little, you're fucking dead. And I'm like, 
Uh-oh. I'm like, I put a towel up over my mouth and he goes, oh, real fucking funny, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, yeah, it is actually. But you should have seen Let's Kick in that game. Oh, he yeah, wouldn't yeah, let, yeah, he yeah, wanted yeah. to get out of hand because he knew Ray was coming the length. But oh, uh, That's got to be tough to focus at the oh pipes. Oh, my eh? God. That he's on the other side <laughs> trying to keep your composure. Yeah, man, well, you, you know he thought, Let's said, I thought my grab was just going to run me through the wall. Oh, you know, right, like, and just course. get tossed. But anyway, great question. Like I said, we could go on forever oh, about yeah. Razor. Just a great human, man. Dylan, Dill Tupac, Tupac, any Nick Obey Cubell stories? Cube. Um, well, I had Cube yes. as a player when I was coaching in Lehigh. Yeah. And uh, he was a 20-year-old rookie, you know, very fresh, if you will, and, um, and uh, very sensitive. Oh, yeah. Um, but... Uh, you know, I, he was one of those guys that it took him a while to understand the pro game as far as, like, you know, showing up as a pro and showing up every day and being consistent. And I think we talked about this on his pod. I think you actually uh, yeah. you teed it up there. But, uh, you know, being late and just, like, just not on time and, and just, like, a couple little things that you can never do as a, as a pro. Right. Never, especially the young guy. Well, he learned. And he learned. Oh, yeah, he learned. Um, but I just think of, I look back and, and, you know, when I coached him, like unbelievable hockey player, like strong, could shoot explosive. Yeah. Um, but I, it was nice to see him mature because, you know, I, I had him as like this fresh rookie that, you know, yeah. just kind of like figuring out the pro game, but, uh, good, 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 good human, you know, just yeah, like really always good. like smiling and, you know, having fun. And I, I, you know, what I, what I like learned from him was like how important it is to, to enjoy the game, you know, maybe right. probably enjoyed it too much, you know, like some of us, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but you, you forget about the game sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> it, it happens. Oh, wait. I love everything about the game, but yeah. the game, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, but good dude. You probably got some stories. Yeah, there. no, he was, you know, he was young, obviously, when I had him too. Yeah. Three, you know, three years ago, he was uh, uh, up and down and just a fun kid, like you said, just always happy and yeah. obviously happy to be there. Yeah. Um, once he made it and um, he's, he's done well. I mean, he's got his name on the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Kidding. Um, playing in Wash for Lavi. Lavi probably likes his game. Yeah. You know, he's a hard nosed player. He's so strong, guys. So I don't strong. think he's you know, strong. Probably now people know more about him. Um, but man, is he a strong, strong kid? I was. Uh, he's get his skate sharpened in a half inch, and I'm like, dude, you're too big and strong to have that deep of a hollow. And I would always inch him up, inch him up, and I'd get him to like five eighths. And a few games would go by, he'd be like, nasty, uh, can you bring him back down? I, oh, I, yeah, I can I tell, he yeah. can tell, yeah. But I'm like, you're just making yourself work too hard. But anyway, great kid, great question. Yeah, love Cube, me too. Wags, Barstool Wags on Twitter, is Lawton the next captain in your opinion? Man. That's a great question because we've kind of talked about this and he I think if Coots was healthy he'd have an A on his jersey. Yeah, right. I agree. I agree. And uh so I know there's only one and it's lots. Um but I don't know where how I, I guess that's that's a torts uh thing. Uh probably for next year. Maybe if Coots can get back. I, I saw him last night and he says hoping to be skating here in a week or so. Um, but he's feeling better, which is great news, by the way. Uh, but I don't know, Roz. What do you think? Like, I mean, obviously love Coots. Uh, he's he's a, an absolute leader in his own right. I just like when I, and I see lots and I coach him. So I know him and I've seen him evolve and mature and become a pro that he is. Um, to me, when I think of a captain, lots kind of fits that bill yeah. a little bit more. I mean, he's a little more vocal. 
Um, yeah. There's a little more of a glue in the locker room. Like he gets the, you know, what is it, the good guy award that uh, Zach Hill, I mean, he's, right. he's just like, he's a great guy. Obviously, mean potatoes, you know, you can get from him, shows up. Um, you know, that, that's the way I see lots. Um, um, so maybe a little bit more, you know, if, leaning towards that captaincy if, if, you know, if there was yeah. someone to choose. Um, how many more years does he have in his contract? Two? Baller. I think he signed four years. I think he signed five, five, five in 2020, 2021. So maybe three left. Okay, right, yeah. And Coots has eight. Yeah. And that, and something like that might be the deciding factor of maybe why they would give it to Coots. I mean, I'm not saying Coots is not a captain. Oh, I, no, I don't no, want to no, come across like I'm right. saying that. Um, but, as, you know, as far as like... You know, communication goes and being approachable, and you know, like lots has got the res- like obviously Coots got the respect of his teammates, uh, right? Um, but no, um, I think I think also Riggs, it's like you have a different guy in charge, like so Coots. The other people that have been here with Coots, though, you know, know him, and he is a leader, like you said. But it looks like Torts has taken a liking to Scott. How do you not? Yeah, right. And not that he doesn't like Coots. We don't know. We're just we're guests trying to answer the question best for knowledge. He hasn't but played. Yeah, he just hasn't played. So um, it will be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, honestly, it's a great question because you know there's a couple guys there that obviously could be your captain. Yeah. So it just I guess it, Torts will probably make that decision in the end. Yeah. All right, Nas. That's a wrap. One hundred five. One hundred five in the books. Love Creeping it. on two hundo. Yeah, only 95 more. (laughs) Hope I'm alive. Well, just keep drinking that clear. You'll be good. I will. Keep you young. Get ready. Mm, Yeah. Well, Well, until next week, 106. Yep, coming up. Be sure to subscribe, check out our content, questions, likes, comments. We appreciate it all. Appreciate the support. Until then, stay safe, knuckleheads. See ya. 